Welcome to the Build Your Own Table podcast. I'm your host, Nakia Gray, intellectual property attorney, business coach, author, wife, momager, and biz bestie. I know that creating and leveraging intellectual property is how the wealthiest people in the world acquired their wealth, and I believe it's how you should too. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring and motivating women, particularly women of color, to tap into their own creative genius and use it to create, protect, and monetize their intellectual property so they can build wealth through entrepreneurship. My guests and I are going to share our stories of how we got tired of waiting for someone to give us a seat at the table, so we built our own. If you're tired of shrinking to fit into spaces that weren't designed for you, you're in the right place. Welcome to the show. Welcome to day number three. This is day number three of Tales from the Crypt. This has been so much fun. Just in case today is your first day joining us, let me just give you a brief recap. I am Nakia Gray. I'm a business and IP attorney for entrepreneurs. And I had this idea in the spirit of Halloween as we head to Halloween to do a live series um, titled Tales from the Crypt. And it's all about all of the tales that are all true, (laughs) true tales of stories of my clients and some that are just um, public news that ended up, um, that forced businesses to end up in what we call the business graveyard or the legal graveyard. And so the whole purpose of me doing this is to share these stories with you because I'm a firm believer that you don't have to experience everything, right? You don't have to learn everything the hard way. You don't have to learn everything by experience. You can as a business owner, um, have your ear to the ground and hear what other people have done, what mistakes they've made, and make sure that you don't make those mistakes. So that's the whole reason why I am doing Tales from the Crypt. So on day number one, which is Tuesday, we talked about contracts. We talked about the importance of having strong contracts, not only having strong contracts, because I think a lot of business owners especially those that have been in business business for a while, they understand it. Like we know that we need to have contracts. But in addition to that, I also talked about the importance of reading and understanding and feeling empowered enough to negotiate contracts. So when someone presents you with the contract, making sure that you understand what certain things mean, okay? Day number two, which was yesterday, we talked about copyright and the importance of owning your stuff. We had some good tales yesterday, was a lively bunch. <laughs> we had tons of questions um, and I got to answer a lot of those questions. And a lot of people really resonated with it, with the tales that I shared yesterday because we all are in positions where we, within our businesses, we need to hire people to do stuff for us. We need video people. We need photographers. We need website people. We need all of these people to help us with the creative pieces to running our business. And so there is a way that you must understand how to do that so that you can make sure that you own your stuff, okay? So that brings us to day number three, which is today, our final day, which I am um, definitely gonna miss doing doing these. Today, we're talking about trademarks. Trademarks are the cornerstone of brand protection, right? That is truly how you um, stand out in the market and make sure that you are Um, your brand is protected, meaning no one else can use it, right? So when people see it, they know it, right? Um, They know exactly what it is. So here is, there's always so much confusion about trademarks. And um, I had some other stories that I was going to tell today, but you know, here's the other thing about trademarks. It's always in the news. It's always something that's happening 
Um, so there's lots to talk about this week alone. So the first tale that I want to want to talk about is from Black Ink Crew Caesar. Okay, so Caesar did an interview. He did a podcast interview um, earlier this week, and he was he talked about and this this had a lot of people up in a roar on on social media. And he talked about how he actually doesn't own the trademark for Black Ink Crew. So in the interview, so the first thing that he did in the interview is he said, well, I had copyrighted Black Ink. Okay, so first of all, the first part of the tale is to understand the difference between copyright and trademark. Okay, they are not the same. They're they're cousins. (laughs) They're in the same family. They're cousins. They're in the IP family but they are completely, totally, absolutely different. How we use them is different. What they protect is different. How we go about getting them is different. It's all different, okay? So let me break that down for you. So when C said, I copyrighted, I believe he meant to say trademark. I think that's what he meant. But let me explain the difference between the two. Copyright, remember, I talked about this in Tales um, of the Crypt, Tales from the Crypt, day number two. Copyright, you can always remember because of that C, the create. Copyright protects creative content that we create, okay? So think of all the Cs. So when you're thinking about creative content that we create, think about books, articles, blog posts, lyrics, podcast episodes, logos, all the things, artwork, designs, choreography, movies, all of those creative things, once they are created and they're in a tangible form, we protect them by copyright. There's a whole branch of government that we um, that we file everything through. The copyright office is completely different from the trademark office. Copyright office is around the corner from me um, on Capitol Hill in the Library of Congress. And then we have trademark, which are governed by the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Okay. Patent is another cousin of, of the trademark and the copyright. Okay. I'm not talking about patents today. I'm not a patent attorney, but just know patents are they in the family. Okay. So the Patent and Trademark Office, which is in um, Virginia, right right across the bridge from DC, they actually govern um, trademarks. So the first thing that he said was, well, I copyrighted Black Ink and then Viacom, this is what he said, Viacom went behind my back, added the crew on it and they trademarked Black Ink Crew. So people were in a frenzy. People are saying, oh, that's messed up. They shouldn't have did that. You should own it, blah, 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 blah. You know, uh, Viacom's messed up. That's how they do you, this, this and that. So I want to break this down and make sure that everybody understands. First of all, trademark is not a blanket free-for-all, okay? It doesn't mean that you just have free reign to have, um, to, to have ownership of this name, brand, in every place, okay? So trademark, we actually use trademarks by industry. We call it classes. So the restaurant industry or class, for example, is very different from beauty. An example I use all the time, Apple. We we all know Apple has dominated the technology space, right? They've got Apple computers, they got iPod, Macs, all of this in um, technology. Now, if I were to decide that I wanna open Nakia's Apple restaurant, completely separate industry, their trademark would not block me from doing that. Why? I'm in a different industry, I'm in a different lane. The whole premise of trademark is customer confusion. So meaning, will customers see it and be confused and think, oh, wow, look at Apple. They're now opening restaurants, right? 
Now, the, the answer to that question is maybe if I have my, uh, my Apple restaurant design, like the Apple store, or if I'm using some of their logos, or I have, you know, if everything on the menu has a theme that's like, you know, I pancakes and I waffles and things like that, then they would have some argument, right? That I'm trying to capitalize off their brand. But if I'm doing just a straight up restaurant, th that would not be the case. So what I imagine, now all of this is my assumption because I believe that, that Caesar just misspoke when he was on this, um, when he was on this, on this podcast. What I believe he's trying to say is that he had trademarked Black Ink. And that makes sense, right? Because that was the name of the tattoo shop that, that, this, all, that this whole uh, reality show was built from. So it would make sense that as, um, as a salon owner or as a, um, a tattoo shop owner, that the owner of the shop would trademark that name or that brand in that industry. So my guess is that he had trademarked that. But then along comes Viacom with this, uh, with this opportunity to create a reality show. So of course, Viacom now, that's now a different product. That's a completely different industry, right? It may not even be the same customers. Just because they were getting a TV show doesn't mean that people um, that were you know, going to their local shop in town were necessarily gonna be the same audience that Viacom was thinking would be consuming this reality show. So anytime that there is, is uh, entertainment within the entertainment industry, when there are new shows and things like that, those are going to be trademarked. I mean, and, and that just makes sense. They've got to protect their brand as well, right? So whether they went behind his back, I don't know. I don't know whether that happened. But if they trademark Black Ink Crew, which was the name of the show, in entertainment, that's exactly what they should have done, right? Now, if he had the forethought to say, okay, I'm going to trademark this in, um, you know, and tattoo services or a tattoo shop, I'm going to trademark it there. But I think that we might also do some YouTube or some entertainment or, or have a show component. If he had had that trademark, he probably would have got some more money because he would have been able to say to Viacom, okay, I'm going to license this trademark to you for the time of the show. But then when it's over, I want, I will keep my rights exclusively, right? That would have been a whole negotiation thing, which would have been fun to negotiate to see how bad they really wanted him and to show whether or not they would have done that. Um, and I've done some of those deals. And sometimes the network will just say that, that it's, a, it's, a, it's a deal breaker for them. If they can't own the trademark, then they will pick another name for the show or not do the show. Okay, so that is possibly what could have happened. But the reason that I wanted to share this tale is because it's so important that we always are thinking of ownership, right? As we are creating stuff, as we're launching new businesses, as we're launching new programs, always think about, you know, what's the end game? I know at the time you're so excited to just start, but you always have to think about, okay, where's this going? When I'm working with clients and, I, and we're working on um, getting ready to do trademarks, I always want them to tell me everything that they might do down the line. Now, you, this may be starting as just a clothing line, but maybe you have aspirations that you're going to have a television show or you're gonna have something, right? And so then those are conversations that we need to have to make sure that you're in a position of ownership. You want to be able to expand that brand into additional um, industries if, the, if and when the opportunities come up, okay? So what can we learn from Caesar? One, we can understand and learn not to say copyright when we really mean trademark. So if we, unless, now unless he was talking about 
there, let's say that, um, that there was a very um, unique design that someone created some artwork for black ink. That artwork or that logo could certainly be copyrighted, right? So unless he was talking about that, which I don't think that's what he was talking about because he specifically said, all they did was add the word crew on there and they went behind my back. So I, I know that's not what he meant, but I did just wanna illustrate for you the instances where they do meet, right? Like I said, they're, they're cousins, okay? So where copyright and trademark can, um, can meet, is in, is in logo design. So you may have a, um, let's let's just take my virtual background here, for example. So let's just say, you know, this Tales from the Crypt, it would have, it can't just be letters. It's not just words when it comes to copyright. It's gotta be some unique design. So let's just say that and, and the artwork of this spider web and the smoke and all of that, all of that together as a design or as a logo could certainly be copyrighted. And then it, when we go to slap it on some products or services, we could also trademark that. So that's an instance where we could do both, right? But pretty much most of the time when we're talking about a name, that is not copyright. Names we protect by trademark, okay? So what we can learn from the Black Ink Tale is to first know the difference and to two, always own, always own. Before you even now, if 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 I had been his lawyer when um they were shopping shopping this to networks, the idea of uh, doing a reality show, I would have said let's go trademark it, because that gives you more bargaining power from the beginning, right? So just making sure that you're always in a position. Now this also came up. We heard this about uh, I want to say was that last year or the year before Nick Cannon and the Wild and Out, same concept, right? So just making sure that we are always in a position of ownership. And the way that we own is trademarking, okay? Trademarking, okay? So now let's talk about tale number two. I'm gonna talk to you about my client, Bernita. Uh, that's not Bernita's real name, but I'm telling you about Bernita. That's her name today, okay? So my client um, was, so the first lesson in this tale is don't be cheap, okay? This is business advice, for you that goes far beyond the legal space, okay? One of the things that I have learned in business and where I really started to see my business elevate and go to the next level is when I started being willing to invest and stop trying to take shortcuts and be cheap, okay? So Bernita was launching a business. Her business was a food truck. She was launching a food truck business and she wanted to trademark the name. Um, in addition to the food truck, she also was doing like a meal prep. She was doing meal prep. Now, um, so she was actively doing meal prep at the time, but had aspirations of build of launch, you know, taking that, expanding into doing a food truck. So Benita didn't want to pay a trademark lawyer to do this for her. She didn't want to hire a trademark lawyer. She hired a lawyer who does something completely different, does not do trademarks, who was who was gave her a price and said, Oh, yeah, I could do that for you. First of all, when somebody says that to you, run, okay? This is your business. This is your brand. You need to invest. Honestly, she probably would have been better off just doing it herself rather than having an attorney that absolutely did not know what they were doing, okay? So she hired, she went the cheat route. She didn't want to pay what experienced trademark attorneys were charging for trademarks. She went with this lawyer who did not know what they were doing. And this lawyer filed her application 
and said that she was currently using it in meal prep. These are two different classes, meal prep along with um, food truck, restaurant food truck. So years go by, she's living her best life. She's doing great. And she's um, now ready to actually launch the food truck. Well, a company, a restaurant that is located in Canada had a very similar, very close to the same name. That Canadian company was expanding their restaurants into the US and wanted a US trademark. They had a lawyer as they should, right? And so as, a, as trademark lawyers, the first thing that we do, we're always gonna do a very comprehensive search to make sure that this name is available. Can we trademark it? So when, they were, when their lawyer did the search, Benita's trademark came up. That lawyer did a, what every good lawyer would do, researched Benita and saw, Benita ain't doing no food truck. She's not in the restaurant industry. So they contacted her and said, hey, you're not really using this. We uh, are planning on getting your trademark canceled. We want to give you an opportunity to just um, withdraw it and let us get it because we need it. We're, we're actually in this business. So Benita comes and she hires me. Benita is all upset and she's like, you know, they're trying to bully me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, Benita, I mean, <laughs> you know, they right. You're not using it. So that's the thing. That's the other part of, you know, what you need to make sure that you understand. You can't just what we call squat on a trademark. You can't just have, because remember, when the government extends a trademark to you, they're giving you some really valuable rights, exclusive rights. They're basically saying, can't nobody, nobody else use this because we're giving it to you. So when the government is giving you that kind of power, they don't take that lightly. They're not going to let you, they're not going to give that to you for you to actually not use it, right? So um, I had to have that tough conversation with Benita and say, look, you don't have a leg to stand on, right? Um, really, you, your, your lawyer who filed this should not have filed that. You know, under trademark law, we have the ability to file an in-commerce application, meaning I'm actively using it. And that's what should have happened with Benita's food prep trademark. But the restaurant that was aspirational, she knew that she wasn't doing it now, but she would do it in the future. She should have filed an intent to use. That's basically where you're saying to the government, look, I'm not using it yet, but I'm planning to. I want to go ahead and reserve it and start protecting it now before I even launch it. That's a great strategy. People do it all the time. Kylie Jenner does it. Crazy Kanye does it. Lots of us. I do it. You know, I just filed one for my, my podcast that's launching next week. It's not launching until next week, but I needed to protect it to even put it out, right? So making sure that you understand the difference between those, when to use them, how to use it, how to choose a class, all of that is so important. And you can't get there trying to do shortcuts. Because what ends up happening, has anybody ever, this has happened to me a million times, not in trademarking, but where you try to go the cheat route and it ends up costing you even more. You're like, dang it, I should have just paid more money, right? I have done that. I don't do that anymore, right? I want to do it right and fast. And if that is going to cost me more, I'm just going to have to pay that. That is the cost of doing business. And so unfortunately for Benita, uh, well, fortunately for Vanita, she hired me. So I negotiated a very lucrative deal for her so that we did get some money out of this. 
but we did have to surrender that trademark because there's there just certain there was as good as I am, there's just no argument that I could have made to overcome her signing under oath and the penalties of perjury, which is what the trademark office requires you to do when you submit an ap application. She signed this under oath and under the penalty of perjury that she was using this in this industry and she was not. Not only was she not then, she wasn't right now either. She still was planning to do it in a year. And that there was just no, there was no argument for me to make in that in that situation. And so I want to just make sure that you understand how trademark works, how it is different from copyright, why it's so important to get advice, instruction, guidance from someone who knows what they're doing, because not all lawyers are created equal. Um, you know, they're just not right. And so we've seen a lot of changes, a lot of changes that have happened over the past couple of years since the pandemic. And 2020 is, well, I think it'll go down in history, but it is definitely historically right now an unprecedented year in terms of the number of trademark applications that were filed. Why? Because during the pandemic, lots of businesses, I know they say lots of babies were born, but lots of businesses were born too. People had time, people had the opportunity to sit back, reflect and decide that they wanted to give birth to something new, right? And I love that for us. I love that for us, especially Black women who, who are starting businesses at six times the rate of other groups. I love that for us, right? And so because that kind of 2020 kind of kicked it off, um, the trademark office had never seen, um, had never seen those types of numbers. In my own business, I've been doing trademarks since 2014. In 2020, my sixth year, I would say I would at least double, if not three times the number of trademark clients that I got. And that continued to go up even in 2021 as well, right? And so what that means for us as an industry, yes, that's great for the economy. There are more businesses. That means, you know, lots of great things, but also the trademark office wasn't prepared for it, right? So um, it used to be back when I first started doing trademarks, several things. One, it used to be that it would, those trademark applications would go through in six months, three months, three to six months, done. Most of them smooth sailing. Now, pack your patience, okay? Now we're looking at a year or more. I am just getting, I am just getting in the mail right now, just got one, um, applications that were filed at the beginning of 2020. I'm sorry, beginning of 2021, beginning of 2021. Okay, so that is just kind of where we are right now, right? So we, we're in a place where it's, it, it's behind. So if you, knowing that, you don't have time to sit around waiting. And also knowing that other people are starting things, you will sit and wait and you will look and somebody will, somebody will start your business or use your name. So if you are even thinking about it, go ahead and get, and get moving on it. You have that intent to use option definitely that is something that you should do even if you're not all the way ready right now okay the other thing that the other way that that has impacted us is the trademark office has had to hire a lot more um, staff and examining attorneys to go through these applications what does that mean for us that means that we have some people who are inexperienced some people that haven't done a whole lot of trademark um, law and don't necessarily know so what are they doing they're challenging us a lot more. When I when I first started doing trademarks and several years ago, I was I was knocking them out. They were smooth sailing, right? 
now there i have to fight every single almost every single application i have to fight sometimes several fights okay it, it take it's taking so much longer and that's why any trademark attorney will tell you that is why for many of us we had to raise our prices what used to be us working with you for six months has now turned into us working with you for 12 to 18 months the price is going up i have raised my price every year since 2020 and trust me it's going up again in 2023 because it's not slowing down i'm having to do a, so much more work to get the, my clients those results that i'm able to get them and so all of that is impacting it that means it's even more important now to make sure that you are on top of it that you know what are the trends what are they fighting us on what are they likely to make what arguments are they likely to make and that sort of thing right um in 2017 was the first time that i released my um, diy trademark course that course i have updated it every other year because so much keeps changing right so i am updating it again um this year the, the last update was 2020 i did one in 2021 and now i'm updating it again because it's constantly changing so making sure that you are working with someone who knows that who is actively filing um applications who knows when things are changing who knows what they're looking for I and my clients love to say, you know, I will tell them from the beginning, okay, this is the argument that they gonna make. And then I'm gonna have to say this, I can tell them that when I'm filing it, because I already you know I've done it so much, I know that that's what's going to happen. And that's exactly what happens. And I will say to them, don't worry, I'm gonna be successful. It's just gonna be a, a bumpier road for us to get there. And so a lot of times, you know, if you don't have someone who knows how to do that, you, you just, you're, you're wasting time and money. Here's another thing about trademark office. They love money. They increase when all of those when we got all that record year 2020. What do you think they did in 2021? Raise the filing fees. They said, "Oh, okay, we could get more money. <laughs> Y'all want to file more? Okay, we're gonna get more money, right?" And so I'm not mad at them. They gotta make money too. But here's what they don't do: when you're not successful, when you make mistakes, they're not giving you no money back. So you need to make sure that you are doing it properly from the beginning okay so those are our tales from today we're talking about trademarks making sure that you understand it knowing when to use intent to use understanding the difference between different classifications um this is definitely something that i am very passionate about i am against the advice of lots of my other tra fellow trademark attorneys i do not believe in keeping those secrets to myself and saying to people you know pay me thousands and thousands of dollars I don't necessarily believe that. I do believe, and I not not believe, I know that you can file your own trademark application as long as you are following um, the guidance and teachings of someone who knows what they're doing. Why do I know that? Because I have been selling a trademark course since 2017 and people are getting their trademarks by doing what I say. Just follow what I tell you and you're gonna get it. A lot of my um, students from my last round of my trademark course, which I did in 2021, they are starting to get their application. They're starting to get their certificates. And I'm getting those text messages. They're so excited. They, they follow, I tell them exactly what to do from the search to which classes, to what documentation they need to provide, to how they need to respond to an office action, which is just another way of saying objection all of those things step by step and as, as long as you follow what i tell you you're going to get it it's going to be long and i told them that too you know because uh, the last um update that i did we were already seeing those extended wait times and it taking a lot longer now i'm updating it it's going to be even longer so um, i encourage you 
I have been telling you every day in this um, Tales from the Crypt about my Legally Locked In program. This is the only legal program of its kind where you have access to an experienced business and IP attorney like myself. And I have given you all the resources that you need to make sure that you are doing the right things in your business. Everything from your entity to contracts to copyrights and the step-by-step -step ins and outs of everything you need to know about trademarks, it's inside Legally Locked In. One of the updates that I'm so excited about is the addition of our office hours where I am going to allow um, everybody that's in the Legally Locked In program to come to our membership. I have a membership community called Locked In Lawyers and my members love office hours, okay? They love to come to this because they get to see each other. They get to hear about what's going on in other people's businesses. They get to either ask questions of me and get my advice on things or sometimes, sometimes they come and they just sit and listen. They may not necessarily have something going on in their business, but they can learn from hearing from the other people. And so one of the updates um, to the Legally Locked In program is that everyone that's in Legally Locked In can do that for three months. You get to come for 90 days. Why? Because I don't want people, I understand that DIY um, can work really well with support. And that's one of the things that I've learned over the years that as long as you have support, you have somebody to ask a question if you get stuck. I used to sell it where people purchased it and they were just on their own. And I realized that I can do so much better in terms of the service that I'm providing by allowing people to have us there, me and my team along the way, okay? Another updated bonus is for those that pay in full, we do have a payment plan option. There is a three pay, it's three payments of 550, or if you pay in full, you can save about $150 by paying in full, it's $14.97. When you pay in full, you also get an accountability coach. Why am I adding that? Because I know that a lot of times people purchase things and then they, it sits on their shelf and they don't do anything with it. Having someone to check in with you to say, okay, here is what you need to do. Have you done that? Did you get stuck? Why didn't you do it? How can we support you? Is there something that you need? Um, answered. I can go back to Nakia and check to see this. Whatever I noticed when I did this before, it, before I used to charge for it, it was an upcharge. Um, I noticed those people did better, right? Their businesses thrived. They felt more confident in, you know, how they were sending out contracts when they needed to, how they, you know, they, they were much more likely to not sign a contract that they were presented because they're, they already knew, okay, um, thank you for submitting this to me, but let me run this by my lawyer. Let me get some questions answered. I'll get back to you. They felt more empowered to do that because they were in our space and they were listening to the other people that were also doing that. Okay, so those are some of the bonuses that I have added. Okay, so here is how it works. We're kicking things off November 1st. On November 1st, the price for Legally Locked In is going up by $1,000. Probably going to go up again in January of 2020, but definitely going up. Now, because I've got all of this additional stuff that I'm, I'm doing, I have increased the value and I'm giving so much more support, right? So for from today up until 11.59 p.m. Monday night, Halloween night, the price you can get the new version, the updated version, the one with the support, the one with more access to me and my team for today's price, okay? You can do that up until that point. On November 1st, we're starting things off with our assessment. This is what I start with all of my clients. Why? Because for a lot of people, they don't really know what they don't know. So during the assessment session, 
you are going to, I'm going to walk you through every single piece in your business to see, have you done this? Have you done this? Yes or no? We're going to tally it all up and come up with a game plan for how your 90 days should look. Okay. Then we're going to get together again the following week on November 8th. And I am, we're going to talk through those plans. What did your results look like? What questions do you have? Where should you start, right? If you are someone who is getting ready to launch, you know, a new program or you have an offer or something that you're putting out for Black Friday and you haven't done the trademark process, I'm going to be telling you, you need to make sure that you're starting at trademarks, okay? So when you get, once you get access into the program, you need to do that first. Or if you are launching a new coaching program and you've got, you know, a, a group coaching and you don't have terms and conditions for that, and you're just letting people in and taking their money and you have no terms and conditions, I'm going to tell you, first thing you need to do is go download that contract and fill it out and put it in your copy and paste it into Kajabi or Lead Pages or Sam Cart or wherever people are checking out because you need to make sure that you have that, right? So that is what we're going to do for the first couple of weeks. And then, of course, like I said, you will have access to the office hours. Um, I know that running a business is hard. <laughs> I know that running a business, being a business owner is not for the faint of heart. I also know that it is so much easier to do things right from the beginning than have to double back. And so my goal for you and for all of my clients is to make sure that that's not you, that you don't have to learn the hard way, that you aren't one of these tales that I'm sharing, okay? That you are one of the people that are able to say, you know what, I almost did this, but I'm so glad I didn't. I asked the question of Nakia and she explained to me exactly what it is that I needed to do, okay? So um, that is it. I wanna thank you. Let me just make sure that I haven't missed any questions. I want to thank you all so much for joining me for Tales from the Crypt. This has been so much fun. I hope you have found it to be valuable. I hope you have learned something. But more than that, I hope that you are now in a position to take action. And, so, and you are ready to step it up, invest in your business, make sure that you are building your business with a solid legal foundation. And I would love to have you in our Legally Locked In program. Um, do we have any questions before we say goodbye? Let's see. Oh, this has been phenomenal. Yay. Ronalda, thank you so much. So Ronalda is one of our, she's one of our, I, I, we call them OGs. <laughs> she's one of our OGs who has been in our Locked In Lawyer membership since day one from when I first launched it in 2020. And when I tell y'all this is this group of women, I'm not saying no to if, if there's a guy here and, and you aren't uh, I don't want you to feel like you're not welcome, but right now it's it's mostly women. We do have um, we we do have some guys, but it's mostly women. But this group of women, they are so supportive of each other. I love to see that, right? Um, Ronalda, Ronalda, I hope you don't mind me telling a little bit of your story. When, when Ronalda joined my membership, Ronalda didn't even have a business yet. But can I tell y'all, Ronalda is killing it <laughs> now. Okay. So to see that transformation and to see her confidence um, just increase, to see her putting herself out there, she's now being booked at all kinds of speaking engagements. She's traveling all over the place. She is now the owner of a trademark, okay? She has a trademark business. She is, uh, she is expanding. We're already ready to file her next trademark. Like this is, all this has happened. Ronaldo joined in November of 2020. So we're coming up on two years and she now has a thriving business. I am so thankful for her. I am so, I love our community. I'm telling you, if you 
when you do things the right way from the beginning, you will be amazed at the results and how much that impacts your business. I say that to people all the time. People underestimate just how valuable it is when you have a solid foundation. Your ability to do things the right way is directly tied to your success and how much money you're going to make in business. I, I believe it. I know it to be true. I've seen it with my own two eyes. I've seen it with my clients. I've seen it with Ronalda. Now, Ronalda had been trying to do this on her own without the support of, of me, the Locked In Lawyer team, and the other Locked In Lawyer members. I just don't believe that she would have gotten. Um, she would not be where she is right now. And so I stand by that. I stand behind um, everything that, that my team and I do. Everything that we do, we do it for excellence. Um, <laughs> Oh, Ronaldo said, absolutely a pleasure. Best investment in my biz. Yes, uh, I would not have tried it on my own. Good. Some people do. And then they end up coming to me later. And that's fine. I will be here. Okay. I will be here. I'm not going anywhere. You can, you can, you can pay me more later. That's fine. I, I, I don't mind that at all. So thank you so much, Ronaldo, for, for joining us this week and for letting me share your story. If you have any questions, um, go to getlegallylockedin.com to learn more about the program. Um, I've laid out everything there. There's also a frequently asked questions on that page. If there is a question that you don't see an answer to there, reach out to me. You can reach me um, through a DM on Facebook, on Instagram, or you can send us an email at support at lockedinlawyer.co. We are checking that. My team is, everybody, our eyes are everywhere. We want to make sure that you get your questions answered. And um, I hope to see you inside of Legally Locked In. All right. Thank you all so much. This has been so much fun. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you did, remember to hit subscribe. And to stay updated, head over to buildyourowntablepodcast.com to connect with me. I'm Nakia Gray. I'll see you next time.